Josh Richardson has been a really polarizing player for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll break down what he's brought to the team so far this season. I want to ask Nick today, is there someone else that should start over Josh Richardson? Talk about all that coming up. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The hangover, the hangover ho, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Did, what did you just call me? <laughs> what did you just call me, Nick? You get Hey, from me, you get a, a Jesus Christ analogy yesterday, and you get the hangover ho nickname from me today. So that's... Uh, <laughs> that's the spectrum you get with me it's such a fun um <laughs> day day after luca it's a shot like that and i think you know one it's such it's so much fun if you're if you're a twitter person to see that's one of the actual fun times is to be on twitter and to see just nba <laughs> twitter just luca all the way down luca 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 everyone freaking out about the shot and Seeing the, you know, there was an edit on Twitter of Luca already into the NBA logo. And just in seeing Luca, you know, he's so excited about him sharing it on his uh, Instagram and Twitter and seeing Steph and LeBron and all these guys tweet out about Luca. You know what? It's, yeah, it was just a, a fun, fun night. A game they should not have won, but they did. And it means a lot for this Mavericks team fighting to not be in the play in tournament. <laughs> Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Talk about them a little bit later. Today, like we said, talk about Josh Richardson and get into all that. Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you so much to everybody that has. We're almost to 2,000. If you're watching right now and you're not subscribed, please just subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're really trying to launch this. We are are the spearhead of the Locked On YouTube channel, so hopefully... There will be a locked on everything on YouTube soon coming up. And so we're if ours is successful, everyone else is successful. If we eat, everyone else eats. You guys are helping a lot of people doing this. So uh, subscribe, like, comment, uh, say nice things, and, and all that. If you're on the podcast, please uh, follow us on Twitter, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris, and at Locked On Mavs. All right, let's Nick, get into Josh Do you Josh pod Rich- because you're happy, or are you happy because you pod? <laughs> We don't do Michael Vulture today. We did it yesterday. <laughs> oh, they didn't pay us today. All right, never mind. <laughs> Josh Richardson, he is a player that's been very polarizing this season. Traded for Seth Curry, and coming in, our expectations for him are kind of about what he's what he's been, right? Like he his at least no. his, his counting stat. No, you're gonna say no. What we thought your, he was gonna be more than this. What if you're expecting like? What of his? What of you're, your you're saying Josh has met your expectations of what Ours? you thought he would be? Yeah, I, I, mine were pretty low though. I thought, I thought he would just come in, be solid, play some defense, maybe facilitate a little bit, maybe score a little bit here and there, maybe hit some threes. Like he, his three point shot has been worse than ex, than expected, but he hits a couple of them here and there. I don't know. It's 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 he hasn't been drastically as much of a disappointment to me as as maybe I've seen, or I mean, maybe because my expectations were lower. Yeah, well, one, it's 
I feel like we got to separate a little bit because I don't want to be on. I know it's super popular, like a fan base. And let's just say Mavs Twitter wants to find like players in these, you know, chunks of weeks and times. And like, that's our new target. That's our target. It feels like Josh Richardson is the target now of like, hey, let's just jump on that. I want to separate it a little bit because Josh did have COVID and that's a huge deal. And coming, so I don't want to just look at his season numbers and be like, bam, look at those numbers, because that's kind of unfair of everything that happened with this team. Since he has been like back into the groove, I do find myself wanting more from him at times, whether it's shooting the basketball, whether it's decision making, whether it's, you know, I, I don't, I've just, I thought he would have a more, a bigger impact at times. There are too many games for me. The consistency, that's the biggest word. There, there's some games where I look at him like, dang, he just hit five threes and threes aren't everything for him. But, and then there's another games where I just feel like he's just, I forget he's out there. And that's the thing with Josh is I feel like he's too, he should have been too big of a player for this team for me to forget that he's out there. And he's become one of those players that I forget sometimes he's out there. And for me, that's the problem. Yeah, he doesn't have one thing that has been disappointing is he doesn't have one distinct skill that stands out, right? And maybe it's just his solid defense has been the one distinct skill, but when you trade Seth Curry for him, Seth Curry has one distinct skill, and it's a really good one, and it's shooting. But Josh Richardson, at least for us, hasn't come in and had one like elite distinct skill. And so that I think has made it hard for anyone to evaluate him. And on any given night, he could be asked to do different things. Uh, since. February 6th, he's shooting 34% from three, which is, you know, okay. 12 points a game, four rebounds, three assists, uh, and he's playing just about 32 minutes a night, defending decently well. The Mavs defense has been good in that stretch. And so that's about two weeks after he came back from COVID, if you want to start it there. So yeah. if we want to, like, evaluate his numbers there. But you also have to caveat it and say, well, he also hadn't had time with the team to figure out his role, figure out what he is. And he has a complicated role. It's not just 3 and D, right? Like, he has a little yeah. bit more that he's expected to do a little bit. And Dorian's been on this team for years. Maxie's been on this team for years. Christoph Porzingis and Luca are the focal points. Luca, you know, obviously knows his role inside and out. Porzingis, we've had a lot of conversations about him trying to figure out his role. And then Josh Richardson, the last piece of that starting five to try and figure out what he's supposed to do. And in the Mavs offense, it would be great if he was like, a, a you know, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul type, right? Where he could be that secondary creator, something like that. But he's not. He's not that player. And so offensively, it's kind of – and he's not a 3 and D player really either, right? He doesn't hit the three that well. So he's not that. He's not a secondary creator. He's like – a little bit of everything, and it's just so hard to quantify what he what he's brought. And so, uh, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm slightly dis- I'm definitely disappointed in the consistency. There hasn't yeah. been he hasn't brought it consistently, but every once in a while he'll give you a little boost, and that's what you need to win some games sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And, and I hate one. Josh is just an amazing dude off the court with the team, team chemistry, everything about. It. So I hate even like talking negative about his play. And hopefully he does pick it up. I'd, I I want to see him. I think it was Austin Garuya on this podcast, you know, back earlier in the week, saying he wants to see Josh get more of these primary assignments, you know, to give Dorian a break. Sometimes that he thinks he's like, man, I think Dorian's a, a great help side defender and secondary defender. But we, can we see Josh get the primary assignment? Sometimes I do want to see that. I, I want to see, and we know that he's going to get the. You know, the Damian Lillard assignments, the Steph Curry's, he's going to get those assignments, especially come playoff time. So I 
I'm holding out hope. I'm not, you know, saying, hey, Josh is, you know, whatever. I do have a question for you, though. You brought this up a, a couple weeks ago, right when we brought J.J. Redick on uh, to the Mavericks. And you briefly mentioned it as far as his role in the team. And I never let that, like, leave my brain. Is there a world that before the season is up, that J.J. Redick is starting instead of Jay Rich? Ooh, it's a good question. I think it's something we really have to get into. I think, so we talked about the Mavericks having some slow starts. If they want to get over that, and you're giving up a lot defensively with, with Redick. He, he'll, he still has pretty quick feet, and he'll try he'll try to be in the right spots. But He had some give, rough defensive moments against Memphis. He's had some, he, he is coming back from a heel injury, right? So that's yeah. like footwork and all that kind of stuff. So maybe you give him the benefit of the doubt. And he's older, so it's going to take him a little while to come back from stuff like that. But, yeah, you are giving up a little bit. But just to get that shooting back, just to get one – it was so refreshing to see him just hit a wide-open three the other night. He hit three threes against Memphis. He was three of four from but three, and it was even, refreshing. Even, even more so, just the wide open ones. It's finally, yeah. it felt really good to have somebody that you were confident they were going to hit a three. Uh, I actually want to show you this. If you guys are on YouTube, you can see this right now. This is Josh Richardson's um, game log. Look at these. Look at this three point percentage. Uh, he either hits or like. Look at the free throw percentage. This really throws me off sometimes. Uh, five for five, two for two, four for four, zero for zero. His free throw percentage has either been a hundred percent. Or like nothing. <laughs> it's so strange to me. And the three-point percentage is the same too. 50%, 50%, 0%, 0%, 80%, 80%, 12%, 16%. He's either feast or famine in the shooting categories. And so this brings me to your, your J.J. Redick point. It would feel really good to have a guy that you were confident in, at least to get your offense like a kickstart, and then maybe bring Richardson in in with that with those second units that he's played with he and he's already playing those minutes anyway with Porzingis and Brunson and and all them so I think that I think Carlisle might go that direction at some point he really likes vets but they also like Richardson's defense so I I don't know Richardson's also not finishing games so yeah he doesn't start he doesn't finish so he just plays the whole middle right like is that what they decide to do with him uh coming up we'll talk a little bit more about jay rich figure out what his role is on this team and then we want to get into the mvp conversation a little bit talk about the rest of the league a little bit how can luca get into the mvp conversation over this next stretch of games can he even put his name in the hat we'll talk about all that coming up but before we do let's talk about built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar they're absolutely delicious i had the Winner of the bracket challenge, the coconut brownie chunk. I only have one more of those left. I got to bring those back. Um, but that one is absolutely delicious. You can go get them right now at builtbar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. For example, the raspberry that we really love that's available right now, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar with a 100% chocolate bar. They're absolutely delicious. You will not get carded when you get a Built Bar. They're absolutely great for you. You can go get them right now. They Some of them contain nuts. Some of them don't contain nuts if you have a peanut allergy or anything like that. Again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Not your first, your next order with BuiltBar.com. Check out our friends Locked On today covering everything you need to know in sports. They will talk about the WNBA draft where our Dallas Wings got the first two selections. And oh, let's go Char- Wings. Charlie Collier from Texas. Very excited to see her career and all that. So they'll be breaking that down. All kinds of stuff in sports. So follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app. 
All right, Isaac Harris. So we're talking about Josh Richardson, talking about J.J. Redick. What do you think? Do you think J.J. Redick should take Josh Richardson's starting spot or will at some point? Yeah, I don't think it's – I don't think right now. I think J.J.'s just not there. But I do think it's worthy of a conversation, especially depending on some matchups, because he does have that definable skill. He has that that the skill of shooting that we know is so valuable in today's game. And that yes, you are giving up a ton defensively, but there are, are there are there some matchups out there that you're saying, okay, we can get away with Dorian and Maxi out there defensively, and you know put JJ against somebody else, and you have. <clears throat> so you're already kind of leaning into the offensive thing anyway. It's not like you're sitting there saying, "Hey, the starting unit is you know a lockdown starting you know defensive you know starting unit." So I just that think puts that puts a lot of pressure on Dorian. It does. It put it puts a lot of pressure on Dorian. But are there some teams out there that they would entertain it of saying, th- looking at what Nick was saying, like, dang, we do get off to some slow starts sometimes. Could we throw JJ in there, a vet in that starting unit, but also a vet that would knock down the three, provide a little bit more spacing that people will have to, you know, that defender for JJ, if it that defender's guarding Josh, they're helping off a little bit. They're guarding JJ, they're not helping. And that just creates even more space. So I think we could... I think we could see it, and I'm not there for right now because I want JJ to get back in his groove more. I think he only played 13 minutes against Memphis, maybe 15. Let's let JJ get another week or so under his belt. All I'm saying is by the end of this season, if JJ is starting over Josh Richardson, I'm not surprised. I honestly think he should start over this next stretch. Just for some mm. of these bad teams the Mavs are about to play, right? Like the Knicks, the or I guess not the Knicks, but the, the like the the Kings, the Pistons, you know, those kind of teams. Like can the Mavericks get off to a real hot offensive start? They you don't need too much defense to beat some of these teams, right? Like who are the best offensive players on the Pistons right now? <laughs> Jamie know? Grant. Yeah, right. Like, you know, uh, is he playing? Killian Hayes has been playing, I guess. Uh, they're really excited about Hamadou Diallo. So I think those kind of teams, it would be nice to get off to a really, really hot start. And to just kind of put like a 40-point first quarter together, right? That would be, I think that would be super exciting for this team, especially over this next stretch. And then when you need to lock down a little bit, you bring in Richardson and then you have that. It's at least a, a, a different, um, it's a, at least a different lineup or a, a different look they can throw out there. We talk about how the Mavericks like their center lineup to be a bullpen where you can throw different looks. That hasn't necessarily panned out this season, but I think just having J.J. Redick and knowing that he's a viable player has been really good to know yeah. that you can throw him in there and he can hit some shots and then you also have Jay Rich that can come in play some defense and you can cater your lineup to whatever you're facing yeah that that's the whole thing it gives you a little bit of flexibility you add Jay Rich to that second unit with Brunson with you know whoever whatever big you want to throw out there but all of a sudden now we, we talked about when you brought J.J. in of him joining that eight-man, making in an eight, nine-man rotation. If you swap those guys out, and now you have Tim, J. Rich, Brunson, you know, Dwight. Dwight's been playing well recently, so I'm saying him. You know, <laughs> now you're kind of forming something in, in that second unit. So, And it could just be a spot starts thing, like Nick has th- you know, threw out there before. Like, hey, you might start J.J. Redick, but he might play like five minutes, and then bam, yeah. then you're bringing Josh in. So it's just something to, you know, mix it up a little bit, so... Yeah, just to get out to a hot start, then you bring, like, when Luca goes to the bench, maybe that's when you bring Josh Richardson back in. Or, you know, like, when they make that shift in the first yeah. quarter. They usually make that decently early so that KP can play these longer stretches. Maybe that's when you do it. And maybe you tie 
Reddick's minutes to Luca, right? <laughs> and then and, yeah. in, in some capacity. And so then he can take advantage of that uh, and all that. So, yeah, interesting thought process. Let us know what you think in the comments on YouTube. Let us know what you think in uh, uh, on Twitter, at Lockdown Mavs. Let us know. Uh, let's talk about the MVP, Isaac Harris. So, mm. Jokic just wrapped it up, right? It just seems like everywhere I look, any national conversation I hear from Zach Lowe or from KOC in the ringer, from uh, the people with Locked On even, like everybody seems to think that Jokic has locked up MVP. Is there somebody else that stands out to you or is it just Jokic's to lose at this point? Oh, I, I still think there's a very good chance Joel Embiid can win this. Especially, and it has it has a lot to do with where the team lands. If Philly beats Brooklyn for that number one seed and Embiid is sitting there missing, I, I get that it's a ton of games. And you're, I mean, it's, I'm talking about this and I'm the number one advocate of like, you got to be playing games. But man, in, in a season like this, if he, if he mi- ends up missing like 15, 16, 17 games, somewhere through there, and Philly, you know, finishes at one in the Eastern Conference above Brooklyn, and he's averaging 30 and 11 while shooting 39% from three and 51% from the from the field, man, that's going to be hard not to give, give that MVP to Joel Embiid. I'm I'm okay with if Jokic wins it, especially if I don't want to view Jamal Murray's injury this way at all. But that is a it has to. I mean, it's going to play into that conversation. If Jokic without Jamal Murray keeps Denver at four. Then I think that's even. I mean, that's going to add an even bigger case to Jokic's MVP, you know, narrative. So I think it's Jokic or Embiid. I, I think it's just it's a battle between those two. Earlier today, I was thinking like, why is Joel Embiid just not part of this MVP conversation anymore? And so I did a little bit of digging stats wise, and I wanted to see the percentage of games that. A, like an MVP has played and I looked at Embiid and LeBron and compared them to the rest of the guys just to see where they stack up because LeBron's probably going to miss too many games but just look yes. at it the the MVP that has missed the most or that that has played the least amount of uh, his team's games so this is this accounts for a shortened lockout season a shortened season in you know 98 when they had that season like all that kind of stuff Bill Walton only played 70.7% of his team's games in the in 77 78 and that's the lowest and then after that it's like Giannis who played 86% of his team's games in uh, you know last season Allen Iverson in 2000 2001 played 86% and it's just like you have to play a certain number of games to even get considered by voters. And right now, Embiid is currently at 67.3% of his team's games. If he plays every single game from here on out, which I don't think he will because they'll have back-to-backs and they'll sit him down the stretch, he would play 75% of his team's games. Uh, so that's notable, right? We've never ha- we've only had one MVP that's ever played that little amount of percentage of his team's games. Now, is this a shortened season? The rules are kind of different. Load management, all that kind of stuff didn't happen. And so... You know, in, in the past, and now it does. And so maybe that goes in his favor. But it just seems like if the voters are coming down to the wire and it's, okay, Jokic or Embiid, they'll look at that game's played and look at the percentage of what Embiid has played and then look at Jokic and say he's played 100% of the games, which he has, yeah. and played every single game. And I think that's going to be a big factor for these two. You know, I, and, I, and I agree. And if he wins it because of that, then sign me up. I, I totally get that. I just think if I'm a voter, if if they're one, like if if they're two or you know two or three in the East, then I, I, there's no doubt. I think it's Jokic. 
But if MB plays the rest of the season and continues, I mean, yeah, we just watched him torch Dallas the other night, but also watched him put up 40 and whatever on, on Brooklyn. And I know they don't have any bigs, but still, <laughs> that's still a really good Brooklyn team who we all think is going to be in the finals probably. And if they finish this season at one ahead of their conference and he's averaging that, I would be, I will understand his frustration and Philly's frustration if he doesn't win that. Because he's that's a big incredible deal. year. He's had yeah. an incredible year. But once and, you and, get once you get to the end here, it's very small margin, right? Where you're like, yeah. And I think the Jamal Murray thing will go in his favor. I don't know if you said that specifically earlier. That the narrative of well, he lost Jamal Murray, and if they go on a run at the end of the season, he'll have more momentum even. And remember, Philly was still really good without Joel Embiid for a while, and that might not matter. It, it but I think it will to voters. Yeah, I, I think it will, but. You know, how many times throughout we've we've documented went through this before, but like how many times throughout history has the MVP came from a team that's not in the top two of their conference? It doesn't yeah. happen that often. And we saw the Russell Westbrook year and all that stuff. But you look at the top two teams in the West and the East, Utah, Phoenix, sorry, Rudy Gobert, sorry, David Locke. <laughs> and, you know, the Chris Paul case, somebody DM'd me the other day saying, hey, do you think Chris Paul should be in the conversation? I I think he's having an incredible season. I, I don't know if I'm there. I mean, I think he's like right at five or six, but I am. I'm right there. I'm right there for Chris Paul because you look at the but in the top three though. Like you look well, probably not. But you look at the difference between that Suns team last year and this year. The only difference is Chris yeah. Paul, right? They were you know a third. You, you, then people look at it and say, oh, the eight, the eight no run in the bubble that doesn't count. Uh, Jay Crowder. Up, Coming up, there's a lot more MVP talk we want to have. How can Luca get in the conversation? We'll get into mm. that, talk a little bit more about who we have for MVP, what are other people, who is actually in the conversation. We'll talk about that a little bit, and we'll get into that. But before we do, let's talk about betonline.ag. It's the one place to get fast and easy money down on some NBA games, some NFL, uh, you know, NFL draft, all that kind of stuff. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Let's see if they have Dallas Mavericks here. They do. Dallas Mavericks versus New York Knicks. They have the Mavericks a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Knicks for Friday's game. If you're watching this on Friday, listen to this on Friday, you can go put some money down on betonline.ag if you'd like to. Uh, almost put my password up on the screen. Up on the screen. Uh, go put funny. some money down. They also have golf, hockey, martial arts. How do we bet on martial arts? Oh, MMA. I thought it was... For when I first heard martial arts, I was like, "How are we betting betting on karate?" But we're not. Uh, all kinds of stuff. They have NBA futures right now, NBA game props, um, division futures. Oh, they have this. They have the Southwest Division open right now. Uh, Mavs minus twelve hundred to win the Southwest Division. Grizzlies plus seven fifty. That number must have drastically changed from yesterday because the Mavericks beat the Grizzlies. So go to BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code. Uh, lockdown, get 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Go check out the Lockdown NBA Draft Podcast. Our friend Mavs Draft is on there every single Tuesday, breaking down some prospects for you. Go check it out. Go see uh, the good stuff that they have there if you're interested in this draft, and we'll uh, we'll catch you there. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app. All right, Isaac, who's in the conversation for you for MVP? Because we keep saying, ah, oh, he's in the conversation, he's not. Let's let's name five, right? Let's name five that we think are in the conversation for MVP that are actually going to get votes and should win. Yeah, Joel Embiid, uh, Nikola Jokic, yep. Giannis should be in that. Um, Steph Curry, Chris Paul. I mean, we're looking at You'd five. You put Curry, but you wouldn't put Chris Paul. No, no, I'm not. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted it in order. I'm just like 
saying these names. I think Chris Paul is above Steph uh, for sure on that. I think Damian Lillard's a part of that. I mean, now we're at six names right now. We st- we still haven't mentioned Luca or LeBron. I didn't. I laughed that Nick put you know LeBron in that MVP graphic just because I Lakers are not going to get close record wise to even have a shot at that. And no, you know, he's going to miss a bunch of games. And yeah, I, his I just games to played see, and their team record, it's just not going to happen. I just want to see how many games he had missed and where it stacks up. But yeah, um, James Harden, I think, should at least be in that conversation, depending on how many games he misses. Um, I mean, so that's what, which, seven names right there? Which James Harden was at like 86% of his team's games going back to Houston and with the Nets so far. So it's not like he's missed a whole ton of time. Like that's that's within the precedent of James Harden getting some you know MVP love there if you're yeah. just looking at games played. And um, we haven't even you know talked about anybody from Utah. I know we I laughed about the you know Gobert stuff, but does Gobert or Donovan Mitchell – Donovan Mitchell has to be – I know Jazz fans have all their things about why Gobert means so much to their team. I get it. But how many times in NBA history has a clear-cut number one seed of the conference have a 26-point-per-game score and the dude doesn't even get mentioned in any MVP conversations at all? And that's Donovan Mitchell. So I wonder if voters will give him any love. Will Kawhi get any love You know, for the Clippers? They're on a roll right now and locked into that that third seed. So, you know, we know the all everything about Giannis and, you know, three-peating, the odds are not in his favor with that, but his numbers are absolutely nuts. They're crazy. Yeah, this is the this is the MVP tracker for uh uh basketball reference. They have a formula and they put like their their Hall of Fame formula. They just put a bunch of stuff together and say these are the top candidates. Jokic is number 1, Harden is 2, Giannis is 3. Where's um, Embiid? I know Embiid's not on this list, which kind of really threw me off on this one. So okay, this list. Uh, how can you have LeBron and not Embiid? I think it's the games played, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But how's LeBron gonna have? How can you possibly make the LeBron argument over Embiid? Uh, it's just over a, games Isaac. Played? It's just a list. It's I didn't. It's not like they're saying he's not in it. It's just a list. <laughs> he gets so wrapped up in some of this stuff sometimes, and it drives me because nuts. because I think Embiid's like. I mean, I'm about, I'm about to go would, full Chris Vernon on you and just like, it's, I would it's, hand, it's okay. <laughs> if you're going to put up a list on something and they don't have the number one candidate, in my opinion, I think the we're, list is we're, weird. Now we're playing the game. Like, what about this guy? What about this guy? And so now what? we're like, he's the winner. I think it's him or Jokic. Fine, I'll take Embiid. the list off the screen. God. Now I like Jokic, uh, but I, Embiid is the best player I've seen this season play yeah. basketball. I think the argument over Jokic yeah, I just think over these next few weeks, Embiid's narrative will start to creep back up, and I think it will be because well, he's playing as, now. He wasn't playing for a while. No, for real. Yeah, <laughs> and I think as soon as he got hurt and he was out, everybody just kind of like, all right, you're done. Yeah. But I think that argument, the and you know what, it warms my soul because I'm still old at heart when it comes to I love seeing a big man, and I just want to see a big man like win a title. We like besides, I, I get AD's I a big say, man. Giannis just won it two years in a row. I want to see him like when the Giannis is Giannis and AD. He's as big of a man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Can we he talk about Luca though? He might be tall. Yeah, let's talk about Luca. Is it is it virtually impossible for Luca to win the MVP? I don't think it's impossible. And you have to go on I, a heck of a run the rest of the way. There, there is a pathway. It's it's very slim, but there is a pathway for Luca to just go on a tear. 
Nick has laid out the schedule for the Mavericks over these next few weeks, and it's a very favorable schedule. And we've talked about the standings that, you know, where Dallas is at. A game behind Portland, three and a half game, you know, behind the Lakers. Denver above them at four. They're four and a half back from Denver. We could go through each of these teams. They're right there with Portland, like we said. Lakers have all their injury stuff. What if they lose? And it, and that's like a what if that it's like a believable what if. Like what if the Lakers do, you know, lose, you know, some here and there integrating AD back. We don't know when LeBron's coming back. What if Denver does kind of go down in the standings because Jamal Murray's out and they're figuring all that stuff out. If those things happen, which is kind of believable, and Dallas goes on an insane stretch and Luka just goes I mean, like what 40 Steph's, points a game, 40% from three. Yeah, like what just Steph's doing right yeah. now, but it like Luca's doing that and he, and they win, you know, 12 and they, they go 12 and three over their next 15 or something like that. And they, and he gets Dallas to fourth and he yeah. has those averages. Luca's going to be right there in that conversation. Because then we've been saying this all year since January. All of a sudden, the narrative will start creeping up. Well, they didn't yeah. have their team in January. Look what he's been COVID. able to pull them up to do, right? Like, yeah. yeah, and it goes through the whole narrative thing. Porzingis injury stuff. And you know. a thing that separates Luka from Jokic, and it actually separates Embiid from Jokic too, is their personality, right? What Luka yeah. does on the court, the flashy stuff, the, you know, the, the laughing, the smile, the putting his hands up in the air when he hits that shot, right? Like all that kind of stuff. Embiid is so good at, and it's so fun to watch, and it's fun to see him on social, and he gets a lot of talk and all that. And so that's why I think Embiid, you know, has has really risen to be this this character, and he'll, his, his uh, narrative will start rising again. But Jokic is kind of the plotting kind of he doesn't really necessarily look like he's having fun all the time playing basketball yeah uh, but he's super good at it and so those two like personalities i think especially luca's personality i think will shine a little bit more if we're just looking at narrative stuff if the stats are behind it which they are he's got good stats and if they get to that fourth spot i think that's what also could push him to that next level and there's voter fatigue with harden and Giannis. nobody's gonna vote for them because they don't want them to to that people are upset with Harden because of what he did in Houston uh, and yes. Giannis just won it two years in a row and they're not going to put him in the same category as Larry Bird and Moses Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right like they're just not yeah. they're just not going to do that and if Luca, we could be setting back a few weeks you know a month from now sitting there saying the Memphis floater was the start know, was of the like start. this this run and <laughs> if it becomes a three-headed race between Luca, Embiid and Jokic three or four weeks from now and the knock on Embiid will be games played. The knock on Jokic, if Dallas moves up to four, you know that's where that's the only way they're going to have a shot. He'll have a shot at MVP if he if they yeah. move up to four. If they move up to six, probably even five, he's not going to be like he's not going to have a shot. No. But if they move up to four, then that means Denver's moving back. And if, let's say Denver moves back to you know six, seven, somewhere through there, then the case against Jokic will be the wins. Yeah. What will be the case against Luca? If he has the crazy stat line that basically Jokic has, but has a better record, and he also has more games played than Joel Embiid, so there's a slim path. It's it's probably not going to happen, but there's a path there. It's not it's not impossible, but don't give up completely on Luka Doncic winning the MVP. And let's go through the rest of the schedule. I mean, these are the this is the whole rest of the schedule, right? Like, so we're talking about this. Let's put it. Oh, in I, terms. Thought you're ready. I thought you're ready to predict them. I'll say. Knicks, Kings, Pistons, Lakers, Lakers, Kings, win, win, Warriors, win. Pistons, Wizards, Kings. Like that is just that. This next stretch, Luca could start kickstarting this MVP case. 
Then you have Miami. That's a tough team. Brooklyn on TNT. End of the season. Not sure which Brooklyn team you're going to get. Not sure which stars are going to play there. Cleveland, Cleveland. Memphis again. The Pelicans. The Raptors. And the Wolves. The only questionable games on that whole rest of the schedule are if the Lakers have AD, which I think they probably will. uh, Brooklyn, Miami. And then I guess Toronto. Right, the rest of those games are lesser opponents, like sub five hundred opponents. And even yeah. Toronto is a sub five hundred team right now. So there, this is this could happen, right? There's some really bad teams that he could put up some stats on. Now yeah. the thing that might go against him is the thing that frustrates all of us is there's a bunch of back to backs in there, right? Yeah. That that Pistons Lakers next week is a back to back, and then there's the Kings Warriors. That's a two away games that are back to back on the West Coast. Those are both back to back. The uh, Wizards Kings are two home games that are back to back. You have the the Nets first Cleveland game. Those are back to back. Memphis and New Orleans. That's a back to back. Like there's there's a couple of sets of back to backs in there. And if he starts sitting a couple of those, then it's just out the window, right? Then he he just can't get and make up enough ground at that point. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, when you have the the quote easier schedule, it, it you know it is setting up for some frustration from fans if some guys sit and we lose. And back to the narrative portion of it. This Knicks game today is on ESPN. The Kings game on Sunday is on NBA TV. Next week, the Lakers games are on TNT and ABC. Kings game again on NBA TV, and then the Warriors game on TNT. Then that Nets game is on TNT. A bunch of national TV games for Luca, and if. You know, last night was a national TV game, and if he starts putting together some crazy games and some of these, then all of a sudden you'll start seeing it bubble up again. So that's his path. It's a slim one, like we said, but it's kind of interesting to watch. All of us are – we'll just be excited if they move up in the standings and be excited for the season he's had. Oh, yeah. uh, and Luca doesn't care about awards, right? No. No. He doesn't care about most – he doesn't care about most improved. All that. <laughs> he's, he first team all that NBA, def- he's first team all NBA, right? It won't be Lillard and Steph. Yeah, I'll need to look. I'll need to look at that. That's a tough one. Yeah, hard or, to see that. Or Mitchell, you know, it's like, or Kyrie or Harden. Yeah, I mean Harden's numbers are, are going to be right up pro- there too. It might be Harden and Lillard. I guess it maybe depends on who has a better record at the end of the season between Luca and. I tell you what's going to suck is one of Embiid or Jokic is going to be second team. Yeah, because they still do center on all NBA. That's wild. Uh, There you go, guys. We'll be back with some breakdown of the Knicks game. We'll be back uh, over the weekend, and then we'll be back on Monday. Breaking down your Dallas Mavs, guys. They're playing the Kings on Sunday, so we'll break down that game. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.